Welcome to the latest all-new episode of Close Talking. This week, Connor and I delve deep into the challenging poem Orphanotropia by Sun Yun Chin. Strap in. It's a fascinating ride. Alright. Yeah, I hope you have ideas about this one. <laughs> I mean, I have some ideas, but... I am Jack Rossiter-Mungley, and this is... Connor McNair-Stratton. All three names. We are two guys with six names who love poetry. Connor <laughs> is an MFA student at the University of... Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, and I am someone with a USB microphone and a dream. Anne is a freelance writer based in New York City. We are also in technically true. Jack's lovely abode here in Staten Island. That's true. If you hear any cats, those are my cats. They're perfect cats. I don't want to hear about it. Uh, yeah. Even if they are scamps. And today we are talking about a poem that Connor selected, the yes. title of which is amazing, the content of which is challenging, and we're going to dive right in. Yeah. It's really something. <laughs> uh, no, I picked this. Um, I mean, I love this poet, Sun Yun Shin. She's cool, though. She, um, she's, she lives in Minneapolis. We read her book. Nice. Rough. Which book? Rough and Savage, Ooh. which this is not in, I don't think, but mm. it's a crazy book. It was like the first book we read, and we were like, oh my god, this is so hard, difficult. <laughs> And then we would, like, ask her, like, what was going on in the book. And she was like, well, you know, it's like, language is hard. and Sounds like she got her point across. Yeah, and, like, colonialism and stuff. Okay, that's also hard. Yeah, which is also tough. Um, (laughs) I sort of picked it because I feel like it's very difficult for me to access. And so I thought maybe we could try to access it together that's what we're here for um so anyway uh it's called orphanotrophia which i looked that up and that's the plural of orphanotrophium which was an an ancient ancient orphanage orphanage, yeah Yeah. um and the whole poem is general context is about like the black market of uh adoptions in korea um that's kind of like anyway good to know that i think before uh diving in anyway so this is orphanotrophia by sung yun shin a broad black market the women are urn fields the children are binding out dark in the trains a burning mouth to eat a shovel full of black diamonds leak blood Trickle milk, time weeps, going over the falls, washing to shore, done and undone, law and order over the falls. Body paint, black ink and brush, state and subject, eat silver and sugar. Tobacco hair and a hospital all in gold leaf. Baby Jesus in the alley, bright baby in a bullet. Time branching everywhere like hair. Custody, this antebellum apprentice, rows of graves, keep spilling the liquor, city of the dead, written from right to left. The women stand image and likeness. The women occur copy and air. The children recorded 
a homestead of lung and eye, museums of burials, the underground of giving birth to birth. Wow. Yeah. A lot going on in that poem. A lot going on. Yeah. So the thing that sticks out to me, I, well, you should, you start off. What what sticks out to you? In well, um, I guess there's a few things that I that I can't quite connect. Um, I mean, so one, one, I think unifying aspect of the poem is the sort of uh, lack of apparent speaker behind the words. Um, so we were not given a poem where like you can locate the poet or the speaker of the poem like in a location talking. Uh, it's it's kind of like just this like lyric incantation of very striking images. Um, and I think that's one of the parts that make it difficult to access. Um, but, and yeah, and, and I mean, it sticks out because it's, it's trying to, I think, articulate, um, a system and an experience of this sort of underground adoption, uh, happening that has been happening in Korea and is still happening um, and from what little I know is pretty uh, awful process that then on the other side you get like a bunch of like Western women who are wealthy and then have these like beautiful Korean babies or whatever and talk about it like nice things or something so anyway um, and this is kind of like trying to articulate like the um, the sort of where it's actually happening and what it's actually like. Um, I, yeah. Yeah, I have to say, the first time I read this poem, not having Connor's helpful contextual comment that it is about <laughs> the Korean trade in children, yeah. I had ideas, but I had no way of putting them together, yeah. really, just from, access, from just reading the poem. Right. It was a very evocative poem. Yeah. It was very emotional. Yeah. Um, but I didn't necessarily have any unity. And in reading it again and in hearing Connor read it just now, knowing that, yeah. to me, it is sort of an impressionistic yeah. story of what happens to the women and the children when this goes on. So you're sort of set up at the beginning that there's a broad black market and the women are Urnfields, the children are binding out. So the women are, like, when I hear... For Urnfields, it's like they're, you know, meant to be growing things within them, basically. Yeah. Like, a, that's a womb. Uh, and then the children are getting sort of bound up and sent away. And then throughout mm -hmm. the rest of the poem, it, to me, reads a little bit like what that journey is like for the two of them. And what it means for the mothers is that they give birth and then they're sort of discarded. And yeah. the children go yeah. on to have this really strange experience of yeah. being sent overseas and end up in a hospital all in gold leaf. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, just another sort of pattern in the poem that, you know, when I, when I read these and I kind of like, you know, some, some poems have sort of narrative continuity and you can sort of follow a story. Some, some poems have, you know, like a, 
uh, expositional continuity, I think, mm-hmm. um, our, I think Urban Renewal by Komnyaka has that, where you're sort of tracking one image. Um, this, this has a, a subject continuity, but it lacks a clear narrative. It lacks mm-hmm. uh, a clear sort of scene or setting that we're following. Right, yeah, one um, minute we're on a train, one minute we're in a hospital, and another right. minute we're with the women right. you know, before they're ever right. pregnant. Like, it, it hops all over the place. Right. Um, yeah, and so when those when those things are, are lacking, I, I kind of go to uh, like rhythmic or structural patterns that I that I find. And one one um, one thing that's happening throughout are, is this kind of like a dual thing, like this and this that's happening, like sort of uh, sometimes binary like oppositions, but that happens throughout. So we have. Um, we have done and undone, law and order, uh, black ink and brush, state and subject, silver and sugar, tobacco hair and a hospital, and then that line, baby Jesus in the alley, bright baby in a bullet, um, and the women stand in or stand image and likeness, copy and error, uh, lung and eye. So there's. Um, and then it, it concludes with the underground of giving birth to birth. Um, so I think uh, one kind of like energy in the poem is is the tension between two things paired together. Um, and, and I think that begins with the, the image that you pointed out in the beginning, the women are Urnfields, that Urnfield as a womb is such a condensed sort of binary where you have, you know, that's the site of birth, the site of life, but but Urnfield is like, you know, you have ash, you have death. Um, so I think that's that's something that... That's very true. Um, and you also, I with in reading Urnfields, I see it as just like a lot. Yeah. It indicates immediately also that this is a system. This is, this a system. is systemic. There right. are... It's not a woman who's giving birth. We're not hearing the story of a woman yeah. and a child. We're hearing a story of women in a black market and children who are then sent away like it's that one word really does set up sort of all the contesting content of the poem right which is why i mean if i had to speculate why i think um sun yun shin avoids a kind of narrative uh continuity or a setting continuity because um it's I think she is trying to articulate the systemic, and that's very difficult to do um, when you're focusing on like uh, one woman's you know individual experience. What's really um, interesting also is that she's going after a system that she has clearly has a lot of issues with, yeah, and that she's almost uh, in sort of railing against the system by describing it, she's also deconstructed it Mm -hmm. in the way that she talks about it. She's sort of broken it up and smashed it into these, you know, disparate impressionistic parts, but it's, in a way, it's her way of destroying that system narratively. It's, there is a clear progression in what actually happens for, Mm -hmm. you know, kids are born in Korea, they're sent over to the United States, they're adopted. That's a clear progression. Right. It's one she disagrees with, and in disagreeing with it, the way she's chosen to describe it is to completely destroy it. Mm-hmm. Which is almost an implicit argument in the poem, then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Which I think is kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there are just some, I don't know, there's like some just small 
parts that are just so strange syntactically. Um, like the women occur, copy, and air is such a uh, intense phrase. Like occur as a transitive verb is is highly unusual. Like you could say the women occur, or like this thing occurred, mm -hmm. but to occur something is like weird. Can't say it's, that. It's very <laughs> odd, yeah. Well, uh, I think it's interesting that you have the women stand image and likeness. Yeah. The women occur, copy and air. Yeah. Um, and occur, yeah, it's such a strange yeah. use of that word, but it does make it seem like these women just sort of happen. Yeah. And I'm curious if in one line she's describing one group of women and in one line another, or is she talking about the same women? Yeah, what are your thoughts? Right. I yeah, that was kind of what I was thinking is like yeah. you have uh, perhaps the first first line, the women stand image and likeness, that's the mothers who are giving birth to those the kids that will be adopted and the women occur copy and air are the Western mothers who are adopting. Um that's sort of what I was thinking, because yeah. I think, again, like, the women occur in just happening, like, it's it's reasonable to think that women could be adopting babies never knowing what was going yeah. on before. They just sort of happen into perpetuating the system without any knowledge of what they're doing with their actions. They're just adopting, right. you know, they're just adopting a baby. Yeah, right. Right, and from, and I think one other part that, that um, the poem gets at, and I should do more research on how it actually happens but um, like I would imagine from the person adopting's perspective all you are encountered with is this one life of the baby um, but I think what the poem is suggesting is there are so many I think babies and mothers dying in this black market right. uh, you know you have the urn fields again, you have rows of graves, city of the dead, um, museums of burials. Um, the underground of giving birth to birth, which is saying that this is sort of how the people who are actually giving birth to the second birth of adoption right. are, are living. And this is that experience that is in many ways erased by yeah. you know, this system that just sort of occurs right. in the iteration that we see in the right. Yeah. One thing I do want to return to quickly is the going over the falls. Mm -hmm. What do we think about that? Because that, if I'm not mistaken, is the only image that gets repeated. Yeah. Um, yeah, certainly in that way. So the stanza in which that occurs, second stanza, uh, and it's mostly without, it's mostly quatrains. The first stanza has five lines, but just FYI. <laughs> um, but the second stanza goes, leak, blood, trickle, milk, time weeps, going over the falls, washing to shore, done and undone, law and order over the falls. Yeah, no, I know. It's... Because in looking at the poem more and more, it sticks out. And what... So leak, blood, and trickle, milk, I go to motherhood with that. Yeah. The bloody practice of giving birth, and then yeah. milk to sustain life, time weeps, in time, the motherhood of these women becomes something that's very difficult, yeah. challenging, sad for them, mm -hmm. for their children, and then going over the falls. So yeah. 
where it's then reiterated, washing to shore, done and undone, that's maybe the journey of heading across the sea to right. the West, law and order, the way things should be. A mother gives birth and raises her child, or yeah, the or order, the natural order, or the order of... Or the of, legal adoption system. Exactly, like the like legal that. adoption system, or the laws of whatever country yeah. um, over the falls. So going over the falls is almost like this experience of moving beyond what should be and what mm-hmm. what is yeah. uh, meant to be, and like going over the falls into this... Yeah, black market. You fall into right, right, and I yeah system. yeah, and I do think it it does refer a little bit also to those three images in the first where they're all you have blood leaking, milk trickling, time weeping. These are all falling things essentially. Mm. You know, those are all verbs of of falling um, and of of fluid. Um, oh yeah. So we have falls which you know we think of a waterfall essentially mm-hmm. um but i think you know in the, in the plural i think that's suggesting um all those little waterfalls of blood leaking and milk trickling and time weeping definitely um neato yeah <laughs> i know all right do you want to read it again i think we have to uh i mean there's there's much more but that's that's all I got right now. Um, yeah, orphanotrophia. A broad black market. The women are urn fields. The children are binding out. Dark in the trains. A burning mouth to eat a shovelful of black diamonds. Leak blood. Trickle milk. Time weeps going over the falls. Washing to shore, done and undone law and order over the falls body paint black ink and brush state and subject eat silver and sugar tobacco hair and a hospital all in gold leaf baby jesus in the alley bright baby in a bullet time branching everywhere like hair custody this antebellum apprentice rows of graves keep spilling the liquor city of the dead written from right to left. The women stand image and likeness. The women occur copy and air. The children recorded a homestead of lung and eye, museums of burials, the underground of giving birth to birth. I almost wonder if that last stanza, rather than talking about the women in the West, maybe it's saying that the history is written in the West, so it's written from right to mm. left the way that you would write in the West, and then that last part is how the system works. Like, that's how it's recorded. These women are just image and likeness. They're just copies, replicable mm. mothers mm-hmm. who are there to send children. Mm-hmm. They're recorded. They're given a homestead. Yeah. And then in the ordering of the west the history of museums is the history of categorizing other cultures and other like the natural world these museums of burials are the underground they're Uh, pushed underground in the west oh yeah that's my other thought on that last bit just because it's set up by the cities of the dead or city of the dead written from right to left that's almost setting up that this is how it's going to get recorded right and the way it's recorded is to devalue what's going on and yes there's all this burial but mm-hmm. the way that it's put together is that it's the underground and how yeah. this all works it's pushed away it's pushed down it's yeah hidden. right right burying as both both death and like 
erasure in terms of not visible anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like that thought. Uh, All right. And with that, we have concluded another highly successful episode <laughs> of Close Talking. We're killing it. Killing it. <laughs>